Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. of the Snowcast. Uh, this week, I'm your host, DJ Walsh, as always, and I'm joined by Owen Tab. And before I move to Owen, I'd just like to say uh, thank you for joining us on this fine evening uh, or morning, depending on what time you're listening to us. Why, why would anyone listen to this podcast in the morning? I know people do because people get in touch with us on social media, but like, you know, I, I would think if I, if, I wasn't, if I wasn't a host of this podcast and I actually listened to it, uh, I don't think I'd listen to it in the morning because I'd be gasping for a point all day then yeah um there, there are definitely some listeners who tune in uh in the morning but i have been looking through our uh analytics our prime time actually is friday at 6 p.m oh people people are tuning in just to get ready for their friday cans yeah people are, i'd say people are getting i'd say after work five o'clock they're going offy uh, and then I'd say either on the way home, getting them in the mood for the cans or while drinking the cans, they're tuning into us then, you know. Or do you reckon anyone like uh, plays a game? P- P- um, if you're listening to this and you play this game, or maybe you should start playing this game, please do. But what you should do is try and predict what we're drinking on the podcast by buying a different can every week and see him play, play, play a snowcast can bingo. Oh my God, that's a fucking great one. <laughs> snowcast can bingo. See if you can see if you can guess what we're drinking each week, especially with the pilsners now. We should get people drinking the pilsners and um, try and preempt which pilsner we're going for each week. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, we should. I know, sure, I've no way of actually like clarifying or making sure this is true. I was going to run a competition, but sure, like people could just lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was drinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was totally drinking that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't work at all, but uh, we're we're delighted to be joined by you um, on on this. This podcast is uh, is actually going to be released the week of St Patrick's Day. So, um, if Lyle of Hardwick, Lyle of Hardwick, uh, if you're if you're having a if you're having a tipple on St Patrick's Day, listen to us, Slanch at Eve, Bunchana Boss, enjoy, and uh, it's probably the one day of the year. I, I say that, but like it's probably one of the days of the year where uh, where people are less judgmental about going over the top on the cans. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> maybe the day before it—that's uh, a good day as well. Because like, I always find that with Paddy's Day is that like you get the, like, especially if it falls midweek, like it is this year on a Wednesday, right? And if everything was fine and the pubs were open, that you'd have like the day off to go to the pub, but you have to go to work the next day. Like it should be a two day, you know what I mean? Paddy's Eve. Paddy's Eve is always a great night. Paddy's Eve is a great, yeah, it's a great night. Like, yeah. It's a lot of fine night for the session. I sure look, hopefully Paddy's Eve next year will be in the pub somewhere recording a podcast. Um, but the one thing I will say is this, we're actually recording this podcast before we released the last one because we both had technical glitches throughout the week and uh, it's taken us a week to get the, the last week's podcast ready. Uh, that and we probably weren't that arsed. <laughs> Stop apologizing for us, will you, for fuck's sake? Yeah. So, I mean, 
I mean, we do what we want, all right. So I'm not sure how well the Pilsner Prowl has gone down week one, but we loved it. We thought it was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> we thought it was yeah. brilliant. I mean, look, poor Shane last week having to sit through that as a guest, but it's just two of us tonight, um, because we really wanted to go off and around. But like tonight, we if the, if our podcast is not well structured normal weeks, this is just complete rambling, which is which is actually you know what we're trying we're trying to garner the essence of pub talk in this podcast tonight. we're trying to rekindle that like like you're not prepared going into a pub do you know what i mean no and the fellas that, and, and and you know what there's some fellas that you you know they have an agenda on them the moment they sit down oh, and i stop them mate i hate them lads and and them lads nobody takes them seriously no no they come in and they go oh did you see well you shut up about that now you saw nothing you saw yeah. nothing yeah. You need to stumble onto a topic. That's what you need to do in a pub, like, you know. You know what I love? I love this, especially in, like, rural pubs. I'll go for a pint with, say, Neve's dad now, or um, up in, like, rural leash, or, you know, somewhere where, like, I'd, I'd be known, but I wouldn't be regular. And I love when someone comes in. There's a few people that you know in the village. They come in, and they have their agenda, and sit down, and they're amped up, and they get the pint, and they lick their lips, and they take the shwig, and they're like, well, lads, did not even hear about? And I love just, like, interrupting them and saying like going off a complete tangent that I know will be controversial just I normally try and pocket something and I know this goes against the whole having an agenda but I normally have like a little deflection topic pocketed so that I can just interrupt and be like hold on before you start that deal Tommy hold on a second <laughs> and then going off on a wee tangent I'll actually I'll actually correct you there those boys who come into the pub right they don't even have the pint ordered they come down and they sit down, spout a little bit, and then fucking order a point. Like, yeah, it, the golden rule is you don't even say a word to anyone when you come into well, the pub. The amount of times where I, I've been sitting down, maybe waiting for yourself or whatever in a pub, and you might stroll in and you might tip the head or give the, the, the old two finger salute or whatever to me, and right. just head up. And you might ask me, Will I have something? You know, that might be the only spoken word. But there won't be a conversation now before those pints are ordered, you know? No, so you need to wet the whistle first. Yeah, yeah. Any, like, lad, any lad that doesn't need his whistle wet, I don't trust him. No, no. It's been written in stone over the years. Well, anyway, we, we got through the, we got through the shambolo, sham, shambolic, uh, um, I suppose, wading through the waters of the Pilsner Prow last week, trying to figure out what our scoring system was. Yeah, we'll be quicker this week. Well, yeah, we'll be way quicker. Um, and uh, thanks to Shane for helping us um, format the, the, the score. And develop it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Develop it. Uh, we, we, we might throw a few graphs together. <laughs> Put them on social media. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if half these are graphable. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not, but sure. It'll make interesting, um, interesting reading. Do you know what I might do? I might actually uh, go on to the Port Leash Pub Club's blog and blog the statistics after a couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> nobody will read it, but it'll it'll give me a bit of a kick. Um, but I suppose, yeah, let, let, like let's introduce this week's pilsner on. What are we drinking? Uh, yeah, so um, it's quite it's quite interesting that we we kind of diverted like immediately away from Irish um, craft brews, and um, that were with uh, is it a Danish? Yeah, a Danish pil- pilsner um, called Forty Five Days Organic Pilsner, and um, by to Ull, to uh, Ull Brewing Company, um, and uh, yeah, I, maybe first of all, just uh, we'll talk about it maybe a little bit, just <laughs> in generic terms of uh, it's really crisp and really fresh, um, and yeah, lovely kind of finish on it. Color of it is lovely as well, isn't it? Ah, uh, she's beauty. Like the one thing I'll say about Ull um, is I, I, what I love is when, when fun, you, to, fun to say first of all. Oh, very fun to say. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> but but, but uh, all laughing aside, I was laughing when you were talking about, like, we moved, we moved away from, like, Irish Pilsners and we moved to this, like, uh, Danish company, I think. I think man, the amount of people that were expecting you to say Carlsberg. <laughs> Oh, imagine, yeah. Oh, I was that. expecting it, and I'm drinking the fucking thing out of the can of man. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So it's. Do you know what I will say, right? Obviously, globally, 
you know, Danish Pilsner, people will associate it with Carlsberg. So Carlsberg is what you have in your mind when when you say Danish Pilsner. Mm. This uh, this is so much crisper, so much cleaner. Um, yeah, it doesn't taste like piss. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't taste like piss. It doesn't have that um, chemically aftertaste. Um, it's just oh, like it's it's like you're drinking it from a from a drinking well on the side of a rural road, like. Yeah, I, do you know as well? Like, even in terms of, um, like having a can out of the fridge, right? Yeah. Like definitely, like. I know the way, like with most beers, you're meant to be drinking them around like whatever, seven or eight degrees, obviously. Um, but like, even this, like in comparison to drinking like a Heineken or a Carlsberg or whatever, like y- you know that those taps inside in the pubs are like way low. Like they, like, they must be like, you know, tr- like two or three degrees, you know, like because it's way colder than these cans are coming out of like immediately out of a fridge like you yeah. know and, and like e- like even like the taste pro- taste profile and stuff like that is just way nicer um but like you definitely i don't know i just definitely think that the, that that these uh cans seem to be i don't know just like more t- taste better because of the higher um the temperature i just feel like that they're they're just trying to plow the drink into it aren't they like yeah. carlsberg and, and heineken in the pubs like they're trying to dull your 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 taste buds to match yeah. fucking preservatives and, and nonsense like that in it and like this is this 45 day organic pilsner so it's 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 been um for it's, it's let to ferment for 45 days uh just to allow the flavor develop and you can really taste that like um that lovely malted barley that barley the barley really comes through you know, like the raw materials shine. It's um, it's a delicious beer. It's so crisp. It's, it's I said to you like, because I I was halfway through mine when we came on the call and you hadn't cracked yours open yet, and I was like, this is this goes down so well. I'm actually kind of disappointed now that I don't have like five or six of them because yeah, it's, it's, it's one like, of those, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we get into it in the scoring, I'm sure, in a bit more detail, in a bit uh, more uh, probably irrelevant detail, but. It, it, like when you talk about sessionability do you know when you're trying to get that that pilsner uh that you can just knock out you can drink like um like it's 4.7 percent so it, it's that kind of pilsner that you can just right i i'm having a barbecue today and i want to just have 10 cans like over the day this is this is prime for that hot summer day having a barbecue drinking 10 cans yeah oh 100 yeah right so let's get down to it so Right, let's get let's get to the, the, the actual scoring, right? So, right, first of all, we need to do the ghoul and jig, right? What are we what are we rating it there in terms of how does it get the shoulders going? So the the, the ghoul and jig we were saying, right, three for fifteen or oh. five five for sixteen. Wasn't five it? for sixteen is your top, yeah. And um, what did we give? Um, we gave Bohemian oh, Pilsner, we gave it uh three for nine. Which Right, five for 16, three for nine. So that's not fair off five for 16, actually three for nine, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's not like, yeah. I but suppose in, in Euro terms, but I said we'd only buy the three of them as opposed to buy the that's three. It, that's it, exactly. You wouldn't go out and buy um, yeah. the five, you know, for 16, you know. So I tell you what, I, I, I ranked this beer quite highly. Um, I ranked this beer very highly. And it did get me, it did get my kind of, it did get the motor and like, you know, it did kind of rotate the shoulders a bit and kind of say, oh, I'm, I'm on a session here now. Uh, so I, I would say I would give this four for 13.50 out of five for f- 16. Four for 13.50 now, three. So that's all right. Uh, four for 13.50. Uh, yeah. I- do you know? Yeah. Do you know what? I'd 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 spend, I'd buy more of them than the Bohemian Pilsner, and I'd probably pay a little bit more as well. Yeah. So I see where you're. Yeah. Uh, so what you say? Thirteen fifty was it? Well, maybe maybe we'll say four for thirteen. Four for thirteen. Okay. Four yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Four cans in the basket. Thirteen euro. Yeah. Yeah. Take it home to your wife and drink it. Uh, four for thirteen. 
Grand, perfect. Um, so next on our rating scale is the the quivering lip, right? Equivalent. Or the quivering quencher. Uh, so um, again, to reiterate what this um, this category is 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 your lip is quivering, right? To what degree would this quench? <laughs> Can't even fucking explain it. It's so ridiculous. And it's on the Richter scale. On the Richter scale, yeah, and and yeah. So, so what 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 is the maximum uh, uh, quiver that this would quench? So not a Richter scale level of nine is 30, 30 trillion tons of dynamite, isn't it? Of a quivering um, lip. Yeah, yeah. No, similar to the way the, the Goulin got Jigen there. I actually found. The first, so the quick, the, like the quivering lip is basically the first point, the quality of the first point. Yeah. You know, because the next, the next score on the on the list is basically the quality of the first sip, which is very different to the quality of the first point. Yeah. Um, they're, they're both highly, highly, tech, highly different, highly yeah. technical things. Yeah. Um, uh, you know that that only only learned scholars could explain properly. So we we're not learned scholars; we couldn't explain them properly. No. Um, but I, I would say on, on a Richter scale of nine, and we gave the Bohemian Pilsner four, I think, didn't we? Three, three point nine. <laughs> oh, whatever that, yeah. Um, given that, like the Bohemian Pilsner, because what I, what I wrote down for this when I wrote it down, not knowing what we'd scored the Bohemian Pilsner, they were actually quite far apart, and I think I was probably a bit harsh on the Bohemian Pilsner. So I'd written down seven, but I'm going to review it to a five point two, which is still a very, very good score. Very. Good I, score. I think I'd give it a six. Right. I, I'll go with six. Six, yeah. Six, yeah. six, yeah. six on, the um, on the Richter. Yeah, it was lovely. Jesus, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that now when I was, you know, tipping into it. Like, last week now with the Bohemian Pilsner, I, I loved it. And probably we were probably a bit harsh now. We might have to review that 3.9. Yeah. But um, definitely when I when I came to this this week and I was like, Jesus, that's now that's a Pilsner. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was like, oh, and 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 the, you know, it just it, it, like that that lip now that had. See, I think we're also doing the lip a bit of an injustice as well because we're both after having a few points already. Like so, um, yeah, I suppose there, the lip there, is there's limitations to this study. I suppose you know. So look, we need to in all academia, you need to accept the limitations, embrace them, and move on. And move on, yeah, yeah. Uh, and moving on, we're moving on to the post point gasp. So after that that last drop-in is done, what sound emits from your mouth? So obviously you're going to say, ah, that's bass, right? But to what extent would you, what, what extent of that is audible to the person sitting beside you? Do you know what I mean? So this is, this is I think this is the, 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 the high point of this drink. I think so as well, yeah. I think this is where it peaks. That's not to say that's not that's not a um, that's not a slight on on the can at all, but I think the first sip is is a very high bar. Yeah, very high, and I think it, I think it scores full points. I think I think that's bass. That's bass. Jesus, that's that is bass. Um, I'd agree. I'd one hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's um, oh, it's a fantastic finish on it, like beauty, and and it's just. You know, it, it, you know, it's gotten the shoulders going, you know, or whatever. And like by the end of it, you know, you've kind of settled the shoulders down, you know, the excitement is kind of down a bit, uh, but you're, you're just after enjoying that full point, you know, and that's, that's, that's exactly what you want. And so yeah, the, full the, score, our first full score given. Uh, well, the one thing I will say as well, like what I, what, what I think is the highest compliment to a first sip you can give a Pilsner is when I took the first sip and put the glass down, and did my gasp i went straight back for the class like i didn't even let it settle i wanted another one you know yeah yeah and, and that was exactly how i felt with this so our four category then is just the jubivore right and 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 to me right i'd say like like the look of her right you know and Imagine yourself going into the pub and, and and getting this on tap is amazing what i also love about the can right and the front of the can just has it's kind of like a creamy lemony kind of color of the can with this kind of 
green writing. But it kind of reminds me like you're ordering a bag of porridge. So yeah. I'd love where you're going with this. Because I'll tell you what I thought, and we're on the exact same wavelength here. I looked at it and thought, that's a fucking bag of, that's a bag of barley in a farm shed. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I absolutely love that. Like, as in, like, we've, we've spoken so much about, like, um, like all can artwork and stuff like that. But there's something quite lovely about, like, this being so down to earth to exactly what it is. Like, just an old bag of barley, bag of porridge, like, you know, it's just beauty. Oh, there's, like, no, there's no foreplay here, just straight in. Yeah. So, uh, now, uh, we, 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 uh, what we we just did this out of five, I think, did we? I think it was out of, out of how many jibs out of five jibs. Um, and now, looking at it, I thought, right, I love the can. But we said, like, this is just the point in the glass. Yeah, yeah. Crystal clear, lovely, lovely bit of life in the bubbles um, and a nice head. Um, and it smelled nice. It smelled quite nice as well. Yeah. So I'd give her a four jibs out of five jibs. I was going to give it a four point five jibber. Yeah, I'm happy with a four point five. Ah. I, I think I think like for a five, it needs to be like oh jeez, you know, puff pills are off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like four, yeah, four point five. It's not fair off. And then the final category then is puckability. So how close is she to the one and only puck pilsner? So I have strong feelings on this. We're scoring this out of 100,000. <laughs> right. No, and it's not, there's no units. There's no units for puckability. Like, how can you put a unit on the... I know. I, this yeah. is Shane's fuck. Like, you know, he had to he had to rein us in at some stage, you know? Yeah. So it's just out of 100,000. There's no yeah. units. Um, so, so, right. Puck Pilsner had that je ne sais quoi, um, that, that mystique that Moulin Rouge, you know, I, it just, it drew you in, kept you there, made you want to come back for more. It had yeah. that La Vie en Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know where you're going, I know where you're going. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was just, a, it was just a nice hot red hand on, a, on an arse, like. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It, it was just Dodd, like, it was just, ah. Dodd level, yeah. But, but, the one thing I'll say about to all that, um, for five the organic pilsner is it's basically what Carlsberg wants to be and what Carlsberg think it is yeah which to me is amazing in itself and it's very much like smash these out in a barbecue but it doesn't give it any mythical status like it doesn't elevate it to god levels like and I mean it scored very highly and everything else but that that unquantifiable pockability of a beer, I think it actually is is lacking. Um, That's, I, I was I was actually ready to fight you tooth and nail before you started. I was like, if this bastard now gives this a high number for pockability, I'll box the head off him because it. I'll hang up the Zoom call and delete the snowcast because it's absolutely nothing like no. Puck Pilsner at all. So out of a hundred thousand, I'd say we'll give it maybe a twenty-six. Oh no, I had twenty-five. <laughs> oh, that's fucking oh, twenty-five down. Yeah, perfect. All right, twenty-five is great. Perfect. Uh, so that wraps up. That wraps up uh, the forty-five days organic pilsner by the Uh So. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ghoul and Jig, four for 13 euro. The Quiver and Quencher, six on the Richter scale. The Post Point Gas, full score, that's bass. Uh, the Jibber, a 4.5. And Puck Ability, uh, 25 out of 100,000. Uh, fairly, um, I think we, we fairly nail it. Yeah. Do, do you think there's some lads in Denmark now right now drinking a puck pills or <laughs> comparing it to, to all the oh yeah also this new get cast Bergen and Snoogan casting I actually quite enjoy that I, I this segment is, is going to last a long time <laughs> It might lose us like 90% of our listeners, but yeah. we'll laugh our heads off anyway. Listen, we've completely lost our minds when it comes to beer and, and we won't regain them until we, we sit in a high stool again. So no, 
No. Yeah. I think um I think any um uh critic reviews or anything like that that we might have been thrown at at one stage will be fucking thrown out the window. <laughs> Who critically reviews us like nobody? Yeah, no, no. Well, I meant us getting our, our, us uh, critically reviewing beers for people. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, look, um, like the metric system didn't exist at one stage. So, like, I know we're going back, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, St. Patrick's Day this week going, um, and you know, at this time of the year, typically in Ireland, pre twenty twenty, um. You know, let's be honest, uh, there'll be a lot of shite spoken about St. Patrick. And I think we need to set the record straight. Yeah, well, like, I think I think as well, like, you know, us growing up in uh, Irish uh, Catholic schools um, throughout Ireland, we would have um, been told the story of St. Patrick, like, you know. But, like, you know, from a lot of stories from you know, history in general, like, you know, who's to know what really happened? Like, you know, how do we know what the, the genuine source is? Where, where's the truth in all this? And, you know, how can we confirm what some old lad has said? You know, because, you know, we were I was looking into this again just to see, like, you know, oh, St. Patrick, the old, you know, the old saint, patron saint of Ireland and, they're saying, oh, you know, he wrote a letter to some soldiers and whatever, and that's where the whole story and stuff comes from. But, like, you know, you've gotten, you know, letters and texts back in the day like that. You've edited and put up on the internet, you know. I know I know the cut of you, you know. And, you know, who's to say that these boys weren't using Photoshop, you know, to, to, to mess around with these letters, you know? Well... As they say, like, history is written by the winners. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We all know you're a dab hand at the old Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like the soldiers of Karatikas. <laughs> Listen, let's keep this on now with the soldiers of Karatikas. Let's not be, let's not be getting, <laughs> bringing any libel, Mike. Getting you, getting you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to buy a house at the moment. I don't need a bank knocking on my door saying, you're about to be sued for libel here. Like, we can't underwrite your loan. Um, <laughs> see, Jesus. Um, but yeah, like, like I suppose, do you know what? Well, I, I think what we'll do is, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's tell the listeners the barstool history of St. Patrick. Love it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So we're back in the room after uh, after an advertisement from someone there. Um, hopefully hopefully a good local business like Tommy Hatch of Hatch's Hens. That corner from Cork there, uh, if you'd like some top quality egg hens. To Earl, to Earl's finest pilsner, 45 days. <laughs> the 45-day pilsner, finest pilsner, you'll find this side of Carlsberg's brewery in Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, 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 love, I love the fact that we're getting um, a, a, a kind of a, a craft-brewed uh, Danish pilsner here. That is not Carlsberg, it's not craft-brewed, it's a big pile of shite. Um, but yeah, we, we we said we're going to give the barstool history of St. Patrick. Um, and I suppose like as you as you alluded to on um growing up in Catholic Ireland, going to Catholic Irish schools, you know, we were taught it taught the story of St. Patrick through the prism of the Catholic Irish uh, establishment educational system. But I would dispute some of their claims. Um for for one, um Saint Patrick uh, is is lauded as this big Irish hero, but but in fact, he was a Brit. He was a big Brit, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You could probably say he was the first West Brit. <laughs> um, he was, yeah. He, like he was probably the first invader. Like <laughs> it was all down to him. Like the he 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 started it all off, really, didn't he? Like yeah, yeah. No, he he definitely did. Like um, so. So, do you know whereabouts in Wales was he from, like, or what's the crack? Like, he was. Well, you see, weren't his folks Romans? So, like, he was probably from some some seaside village, fishing village, or something. Yeah, I uh, I heard he played rugby for the Clinetley Scarlets for a bit, like. Yeah, but then when he when he got kidnapped, there was there was Scarlet for him. <laughs> yeah, for sake. Um, yeah, and like, do you know what? He was a devil. He was a devil for the old. Um, he was a devil for devilment as a child. I'd say, do you know? Oh, stop! Wandering off and and going playing with sheep and stuff like. Yeah, no. Um, would you say like you know the you know the kind of symbolism of um Saint Patrick that there is now of like him with the the um. What's it called? A, 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 is it called a cloister? What's the, what's the big shtick thing that he had like? I used to call it a staff. A, yeah, it, I suppose it is a staff. Yeah, I think there's like some sort of. Uh, yeah, but like he, he kind of just stole that style from Gandalf the Grey. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then, but you, would you say he would have been rocking that like as a chap in Wales going around like? No, I'd say he took that on in Ireland. He just wanted to remake his image, you know, because they weren't accepting him because mm. he was a Brit, like, and he tried he had to re- remodel himself as a non-Brit. Um, yeah, and like, like, trust me, as a rural Irishman, there's nothing rural Ireland loves more than a good stick. Mm. Like, like, whatever about your tractors, fields, animals, pints, a good stick is worth its weight in gold. You'll have abstentionists. Will value a good stick. Why? Why is that now? Ah, sure. Look, like it, it, it's just a bit. It, it, it just ties up the look, like you know. It's uh, you can, you, you can, you can use it to herd the cattle. Uh, you can use it to wave them away. You can use it to to test the softness of the ground. Um, and you to help can, you to help you steady yourself after a few yeah, points steady, as well. Steady yourself after a few points. Um, I, I'll tell you a story about walking sticks. Uh, my grandmother tells me there's um so there was there was um my my 
my grandmother's uncle, Andy Hamilton, who's, uh, he, he was known as the nut. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he well, got into an altercation as a young man with some, some, some sour lads. And uh, the bed they hit him and he was kind of half crippled ever since. And he had two walking sticks. He used to hobble along on the two walking sticks. Mm. And he come down, he used to live at the top of the lane and my, my uh, great-grandfather uh, would li- lived at the bottom of the lane when my grandmother was young. And the note came down, hobbled down one evening and when he came in, they were having a the dinner. So back in them days, the dinner was just one big pot. So the great-grandmother just dished out a plate to him and he stayed and the great-grandfather said, sure, you'll have a drop. So they had a few bottles of, of, of Guinness or ale or something anyway. And uh, and they had they, they had a few drops of whiskey, and she did not go off the lane without his walking sticks. And the great grandmother came out and asked him, "Jesus, Arthur Guinness is a mighty medicine man." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like he was just like that. Stan Patrick was only trying to fit in with the Irish folk, like you know, he just wanted to become one of them because he wouldn't convert, they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to him about the old Christianity if he didn't. I have a, I have a quick, quick question about that story, right? Yeah. What, uh, how do you tell the top of a lane from the bottom of a lane? Is it to do with the slope? Is it to do with how close you are to the main road? Do you know? No, well, you see, the top of the lane is where it meets the road. The top of the lane is where yeah. it meets the road, and the bottom of the lane is, is the furthest point away from the road. Yeah, yeah. The main road, main or main-ish road. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, say the lane I'm referring to there goes into a cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bottom of the lane is the farmyard at the end of the lane. I remember I used to have, always have this uh, problem in a similar sense um, when I was living in Cork and um, between the top and the bottom of Patrick Street um, as to which was which. Like, Oh yeah, the top of Patrick Street is the one at the north end of it. But if the just, north end. Also, so by um, Merchant's Quay. Yeah, so the, where the statue of Father Matthew is, that's the top end. Right, yeah. Because I think, because I, I think, um, always coming from uh, Waterford, uh, I would have, you know, arrived and probably would have parked in at Merchant's Key and we could, would have come out the door there, right? And you always come out the bottom of the street, you know what I mean? And you go up to the top of Patrick Street, then, which would be the other end for me, like, you know. Yeah, but you see, the, but I was wrong, like, you know, I don't, would you see the people at Cork wouldn't park in Merchant's Key, you see. Mm. You know, the park in Paul Street, say. Paul's, yeah, that was cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> made the land like. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that merchant's key place was just a fucking trick to Walford chaps. And I mean, if you think if you think we're going off topic here, we're talking about St. Patrick Street. Hey. Hey. Do you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, right, we're back in Wales <laughs> and... Uh, the poor chap was kind of he was kind of working as a working with in the fields in in Wales. Yeah, he was a chap like and and uh, he was working and a few pirates, Irish pirates, came along, slave traders. Didn't he? Um, he was wasn't he taking a stroll along a beach or something? He was taking a break I, from the day or something. Well, sure, there was no outhouses back then, so I'd say he was gone off to to drop the kids off at the proverbial pool. So he's probably just gone behind the sand dune just to to. Yeah, again, like this is this idealistic version of events, you know, the, you know, the, the school wants to tell you, oh, he was, you know, he, you know, he, he finished, you know, he finished his working day. They're saying, oh, you know, something simple, like, you know, he was out petting the sheep or something yeah. stupid, like, you know, oh, that was after breaking his bollocks all day long. And he just wanted an old, probably a little stroll. And as you said yourself, probably, you know, the, the, the stomach could be rumbling from all the shite you've eaten. And he want, probably went for it and I would stroll behind the sand dunes. Sure, sure. Like, as Finn's wire tell you, uh, the, the, the bread them days were full of stones. So, like, he had to shoot a few stones mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. like, and, and all he was doing was looking for a few dock leaves. So he wandered, he strayed a bit from the village to find the, the good dock leaves, you know, that he could give a good wipe. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he stumbled across these Irish pirates anyway. So they, they they bagged them up and shipped them off <laughs> uh, to, to be sold. Uh, so yeah, so then so then he, he ventured across to would you say there was much crack on the boat on the way over, like? Um would you say he did an uh, I am the captain? 
no, no. Well, well, Captain Patrick, the new film. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I wouldn't think so now, because I tell you why. I mean, we all know the Irish and the British didn't get on, like. Really? And it's like the British to be no crack. So I'd say the Irish pirate slave sellers were to be, well, I'd say they were having to crack themselves. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, they sailed over. And I mean, so what, this is something that really bothers me, right? Mm. All the all the all the mythology about what St. Patrick created and didn't create and all that. There's one thing St. Patrick created that he's never gotten credit for. And it's do you know them judges' wigs that they wear <laughs> the barrister wigs and the judges' wigs. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, like St. Patrick come over be a shepherd, but like the chap, like he was a well-read chap, you know, and, and he found out the shepherd worked for it. So he used to share the sheep. And create little wigs for himself and laugh at himself in the reflection of the, the, the pond. And uh, it kind of it kind of caught on. Uh, it became quite trendy after it became more popular. Uh, but it was like his secret shame and it came out. But then it became like a common practice for the Dow lawyers and stuff to wear these wigs. But St. Patrick actually created them. Hmm. That, that is that is astoundingly interesting. Yeah, because wasn't he um wasn't he um, a big fan of uh, of Judas in um, the the Bible stories, right? Uh, yeah. And that uh, Patrick used to be a big proponent of, of of telling the story of Judas. And wasn't it from Judas that Judge Judy got her name? That's correct. And all, but he was like he was a big advocate of the criminal justice system. Yeah, he wanted to become a lawyer, so he created these wigs. So that he could pretend he wasn't a shepherd and pretend he was a lawyer. Yeah, he yeah, wanted, yeah. It was his lifelong dream to represent Judas in the court of law. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so anyway, we'll, we'll we'll take it back a small bit, right? So he so he was still a young chap. He was on the boat, came over to Ireland, and he was um, he was sold as a slave then uh, to a lad doing doing the exact same job as he was doing at home. <laughs> Just in a field in Ireland instead. But the only thing was he was getting only paid half the wages. Um, yeah. So, but so here's the thing, right? He escaped the slavery, right? But then there's a story of that he drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Now, this is like there were no snakes in Ireland. Like, the, the, there's no skeletal evidence that there were ever snakes here. Mm. where Ireland would have been in the Ice Age it just wouldn't have supported them um, so it, it, I think this is either a story of history being written by the winners or else it's, a, it's just been lost in translation mm. what actually happened was St. Patrick stumbled across Fionn McCool one day when he escaped the slavery he was strolling around Mm. And Fionn McCool was out the kitchen the salmon of knowledge. Mm. And St. Patrick said, Hey, that's the salmon of knowledge, boy. And Fionn McCool said, Oh, is that the case? Sure, look, we'll cook him up there and we'll we'll eat him. But St. Patrick said, I'll cook him now. You go off and you go off and uh, and and get some garnish and find some mushrooms and, and, and stuff. Yeah. Sure, St. Patrick, no. Sweet chili sauce. Yeah, but St. Patrick, go, go to Super Value and get some of the abracadabra garlic meal. But St. Patrick didn't know how to cook. He was useless. And he yeah. burned the salmon. Patrick did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fionn McCool came back and fucked him out of it anyway and, and saw all the blisters appearing in the salmon. So that's when Fionn McCool popped the blister and his thumb and soaked it and got all the knowledge. Oh. But St. Patrick got tickled him because they were supposed to eat him at the same time. So he didn't drive the snakes out of Ireland. He drove Fionn McCool out of Ireland. But as I say, history is written by the winners. Didn't he call him an awful old snake? Snake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened. But it just got it got lost in translation on on in the last uh, sixteen hundred years. Yeah, no, that that's that's true. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like you know people pray to you know Saint um, Saint Anthony when they lose things, you know. But people in Ireland also pray to um, to uh, 
to uh, St. Patrick when they go on to get rid of a snake. And um, the last time he was prayed to was um, when uh, he drove um, Bertie Horn out of government. <laughs> the Kenny was uh, do, doing rituals, doing, doing a snake dance. <laughs> and the Kenny was doing the worm, thinking it was the snake, but then someone corrected him and told him, no, 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 you have to do the snake dance. It takes one snake to drive another snake out. Yeah. Absolutely, but do you know what? Do you know what else? Right back. So, 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 right. You know he escaped slavery, right? Right. And the story we were told in school was that um, one day he's working on a field and uh, he hears the voice of God, right, uh, telling yeah, him yeah. to to escape, and 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 that there's um, a ship down by the shore. And that, that he escapes home that way anyway, right? So, like, I don't believe. I don't believe, right? Like, it's well known that Patrick lived beside um, uh, uh, the Fiddler's Bow pub, right? <laughs> right? Uh, uh, just there outside, um, outside uh, um, oh, uh, Tormafekin, wasn't it? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, fish him up. Yeah, yeah. Just, just around. So, um, it, he was beside that, right? And there was um a fella that used to frequent that pub, uh, and his name was um Todd. <laughs> and Todd used to sell sods. <laughs> and I think somewhere in, it was lost in translation that. I think Todd fucking fell out of the place, right? And he said, Oh, yeah, those Nissans. <laughs> and and Patrick, Patrick said, God, 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 is that you? <laughs> and now, you know, uh, now Todd at the best time was a dirty old bastard, right? He used to have the, he used to be covered in sods from, you know, from start of the day to the end of the day. Uh, and he used he used to use um, use an old boat there to get around to an old island, like you know. So he tied this boat up, and he said, he said, "Oh, <laughs> 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 I thought this so bad. <laughs> but he said, um, "This is this is fucking written in stone. This this is what well, we were we were told anyway." But he said, "Me sons, there's someone that will save me, sons. Will someone escape and save the sons for me?" So. Yeah, Patrick, hard of hearing, having the fucking turf in his ears and everything over the over the few years, said, "God, it escape." <laughs> Somebody said, "But it's only on the boat." Todd inspired Sminky shorts two thousand years later. <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 the real reason how um, Patrick escaped. And another thing, right? Jeez. I hate I hate the concept. I hate this um this false dichotomy, this false narrative that like, you know, he returned to Ireland to to convert the Irish to Christianity. What actually happened was he went he went when he went home to Wales. There was no decent hash around, and uh, he was the devil for the hash. So he returned to Ireland to, to, to smoke some shamrock and uh, he, he wanted to get his hands on as much shamrock as he could. So, he, uh, so he, used, he used it to explain the Holy Trinity, but it was just an excuse to get some shamrock he could smoke in a bowl. And, and, and that's how that tradition has lasted um, for, for, for centuries since where the, um, the Taoiseach of Ireland has brought a big, ba- a big bowl of hash to the- U.S. president under the layer of shamrock, yeah, under the... and then a hot box it, yeah, yeah. hot box, hot box it in the West Wing, 
Yeah, the Oval Office becomes a hot box for the for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's that's why. And this is actually fact. I'm not messing. St. Patrick's colors were not green. He used to wear blue. Genuinely, that's that's not taking a piece. But they converted it to green when they started this transition because just to pay homage to the green grass that they were smoking. <laughs> Look oh. here, like I have a serious question for you. Do you think St. Patrick ever rode St. Bridget? Um, <laughs> I don't know. She probably would have been very cross with him. <laughs> he was out waiting in the reeds. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so what, like, he, 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 he went back to Wales, and then he kind of heard uh, the voice of your Todd, Todd, calling him back, <laughs> and, uh, and he arrived back in Ireland then, and, um, like, through awful, awful confusion, he's, he wants to spread the word of Todd. Instead of the sort of thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 he, he he thought he heard God, so he was trying to spread the word of God, and um, like in fairness, like the 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 like the pagan druids and stuff like that in, in Ireland at the time, I'd say they were fucking stone mad with him, like, ah, uh, like the, I don't think they were too bothered because he kept, kept bringing big bows of hash. <laughs> Um, smoking it so they were they were happy out with it but I mean like in fairness St. Patrick suffered a lot during his life and I suppose the biggest uh, the biggest suffering he ever had was the reputational suffering he, he had when um, when when Arthur Guinness uh, did the whole identity theft go on what's this now I, I don't remember hearing this now so uh, Arthur Guinness famously uh, tried to steal uh, St. Patrick's identity when uh, he tried to convert the greatest uh, hash and drinking festival day of the year, St. Patrick's Day, and usurp it with Arthur's Day in a case of identity theft. Jesus. He tried to use Guinness's sneaky, playful marketing prowess to subconsciously supplant himself in the psyche of all Irish people in place of and above St. Patrick. Uh, like, it, it's incredible to think, isn't it? Like, where, like, St. Patrick, like, you know, has this day, which, you know, you know, you talk about um, social media following and stuff nowadays of Instagram followers and how, um, you know, it takes you, you know, it could take you a year to amass uh, a thousand followers or ten thousand followers, you know, and and like like you know Saint Patrick, you know, obviously this is before social media ever became a thing, you know, but you know he drove the culture of getting absolutely polluted on on a day, you know, in yeah. his honor, right? Like boys going out. Boys and girls going out in Ireland, uh, going into pubs and getting absolutely trolleyed and not a care in the world for anyone or anything uh, for a full day. And then this <laughs> bastard comes along then and he and, goes... And once again, St. Patrick bringing Catholicism to Ireland and Arthur Guinness stealing his identity and Arthur Guinness a Protestant. And some say he brought it to Ireland as well. It's only because of a recipe mix-up that um, Guinness is an orange. <laughs> Burned oranges. <laughs> it turned out black. Anyway. Do you it, know was like, it was like Patrick with the fish. The salmon, yeah. but 
I suppose the last thing we'll say about St. Patrick before we, we actually want to flag um, a lost soul of Irish, Irish history is the thing that people didn't realise at all is that St. Patrick was actually a Siamese twin. There was two lads stuck together, Pat and Rick. <laughs> Fucking hopeless. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually need another bathroom break after that. We'll be back in two minutes. I, can't, I, I don't think anyone's still listening. Right, lads, we're settled again now. And uh, we're, we're, we're just just for the last little bit of the podcast, um, on something that people generally don't know, I mean, St. Bridget, people know about her, people know about St. Patrick. Ireland actually has a third patron saint. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who? St. Colm Kill. Oh, St. Colm Kill. You, you see a few kind of hospitals and stuff like that named after him yeah, and a few. Or like Columba, as he was known. And uh, Kill, is Kill. that is that kind of like your man Columbo? Isn't he um, a detective chap or something on the telly? Is that him? No. Yeah, yeah. He's he he was a tribute to Saint Columbo. Oh, right. Okay. And, um, and Columbo himself. Yeah, Columbo himself. But Columba and Kill basically means church. Is is the Irish word for church? Oh. So Columbo Kill is is basically Columbo's church. It was just a suffix that was added after he died, I think. But. This is what annoys me, right, about the Catholic Church in Ireland. It suppresses all the good people. He's a patron saint. We should be very proud of him. He's actually a mad bastard. Yeah. A complete mad bastard. He was actually born in Donegal, which automatically makes him a mad bastard, if you ask me. Uh, the home, the homeland of, of Kinnegar. And, um, and do you know what? I think part of me thinks that St. Patrick sabotaged the reputation of St. Colum Kill. So that he'd be a bigger, a bigger Kahuli, you know. Mm. Um, but Saint Colin Kill was actually the great grandson of a High King of Ireland, and his great grandfather had an amazing name, Niall of the Nine Hostages. What's it again? Niall of the Nine Hostages. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, rumor has it that the reason Saint Patrick sabotaged Saint Colin Kill is because Saint Patrick was one of the nine hostages being brought over for slavery. <laughs> But Saint Colum Kill was um he 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 uh, basically because he came from this wealthy like uh, uh wealthy at the time like uh, re- royal background and all his like cousins were princes like the Prince of Derry and all this kind of crack and the Prince of Derry actually um uh, became a patron of his so he basically founded the monastic site in Derry so like the 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 cathedral in Derry is named after him. Because he founded um, the monastery there, the original monastery in Derry, mm. um, and he'd be sick in the friend you want to call it the L word. They wouldn't appreciate that at all now. No, and he would have done something about it. Saint Colum Kill is the only patron saint in Irish history to have actually started a war. What he he started a war? He actually started. But we're a big pacifist country. Yeah, but he started a tribal war. But that's what I'm saying, right? How things could be different. Like, we could be the big agitator on the global scale if we embraced our saying column kills. We'd have it, we'd have, we'd have everyone in the country vaccinated now if, if column kill was yeah. still around. Column kill would have just burst in. Would have bet the house. head off, Pfizer. He just would have burst into the warehouse with a big JCB and a big trailer on the back of it. And he would have <laughs> took him off himself. And he would have just, he would have just vaccinated people as he drove past like in the countryside just on the on, on driving down to jcb hold on i'll get out and i'll vaccinate you Briley there walking your dog he'd vaccinate the dog and all um but he started a war he found Derry. but my favorite fact about saying column kill is that saying column kill is the f- person who found the loch ness monster no way yeah Irish-born patron saint of Ireland, not some fake Irish Brit like Patrick. <laughs> a genuine, genuine Irish patron saint found a Loch Ness monster, monster, got scared of her, so told her to fuck off, and she fucked off because she got scared of him because he roared at her. No way! Is this a, is this true? This is genuine. This is genuinely a, a myth, the mythology that that 
that St. Colin Kill found the Loch Ness Monster um, and uh, told her to jog on. Yeah, yeah. was like, how? Get out of here now, you you absolute booty. Because he actually, when he started that war, he actually got excommunicated from the church. Um, oh. So he had to leave Ireland. He, he was banished from Ireland. Um, but he, um, it, it, apparently it was August f- uh, 565. Um, he was at Loch Ness. And, um, and it's the first ever historical reference to the Loch Ness Monster. Um, he, he he tried he he back then like they hadn't roads so he was trying to get somewhere and he was like hold on I'll cross the lake here now uh, I'll, I'll swing across the lake and uh, and um, basically he 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 in fairness now like being being despite the fact he was excommunicated uh, he gave an old he waved he did the old sign of the cross with his hands and told her to fuck off. And she 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 got spooked into going back underwater, and he. Oh, crossed. that's that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, one of the most famous uh, myth, myth, global myths, and there was a lad from Donegal started it all. But we don't know what's a myth like. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you know, know what I mean, again, like that's 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 the schoolyard telling you now that you know that the Loch Ness monster is a myth. But I know? mean, they'll tell you that God is real, but the Loch Ness monster is a myth. I know. Do you know what I mean? No, we Who's should question say? these things. After all, we were told, we were never told if St. Patrick was burnt the salmon for Fiumicula. You know. Oh, that's good. That is good. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking up that the, the St. Columba, the old, like, Wikipedia is a godsend, isn't it? In, in fairness to the old thing, like, yeah. um, in fact, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Wikipedia was founded by St. Columba. <laughs> in 521 yeah um, isn't it mad to think about like people being born in 521 and stuff like that like that there was actually people around then like and like died at the, he died at the age of 75 in 597 like you know yeah. I, you know like what year is it now ah yeah sure it's just oh, it's the year 560 you know we're here in 2021 like and people fucking banging around back then like I think that's fascinating what's fascinating is that in 521 he was born and he lived for 75 years yeah exactly yeah yeah no sign no sign of the coronavirus there no just stone in the bread yeah just stone in the bread yeah and then um, shamrock in the bowls but yeah jeez I that was a good crack now I enjoyed that that was a a good laugh the um, kind of, the kind of nonsense you'd hear from us in a pair. But like, but who's to say who's right, really? Do you know what I mean? Listen, show me the proof. Show me the proof. Show me the proof. Like, do you know, us uh, documenting this now, like this is going in as podcast format and it will be documented in the annals of history, right? So, like, who's to say that our version of the telling of the story isn't right? I know. I love the I love the thoughts of like in 150 years time, some young lad in a hovercraft school over in 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 first class doing his uh, first holy yeah. communion. Well, it would it'll probably be like first holy communion of the, the sea monsters or something like that. You know, yeah. but, you know, living on a floating city somewhere, a plastic island, um, and 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 they'll be learning and they'll be saying. This was heavily disputed by scholars of the time. New Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking what was known as an, 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 an elixir knowledge called to all. <laughs> uh, listen, guys, thanks a million for listening, if you're still listening. Um, at this stage, fair play to you. Um, it's been, this has been a lot of fun. It's been much fun. I mean, it's been so much fun, I had to stop the podcast midway through because I couldn't stop laughing. And... Um, I generally thought my bladder was going to explode. Uh, thanks really for tuning in. You know the stuff crack. Follow us on the social medias. If you want to throw a few pound away, we're on patreon.com forward slash snowcast. Uh, share the podcast with a friend. Enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy St. Patrick's Eve even more. We definitely will. And uh, stay away from yourselves. Yeah, I, I, I just want to echo that. With, just I know like every week we come and we say, 
oh, you know, support us on Patreon and, and stuff like that, right? But, uh, like, we're two, um, we're, we're two full-time employed people, and the money that we get from this uh, doesn't go to our bank accounts at all. And that we've put money into, we've, we've bought ourselves mics. That's the only, that's, that's the only expense that we, we spent on ourselves, really, on this thing. And um, we've 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 donated money to um, like the Sulla Centre, Irish Cancer Supports um, Centre, um, through through this um, through your donations as well. So I, I just want to kind of I suppose emphasise that you're not paying us; you're just paying good causes by supporting us. Like, and we're, we're just trying to to spread the wealth and stuff around as well. Like, so thanks to everybody who's donated so far. It actually means the world to us, and it means the world to like those kind of lo- local charities and businesses and stuff like that 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 we've helped support through your don- donations as well. Love it! What a brilliant note to end on. Right. Good luck. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.